Hello and welcome to the First and Ten podcast. I'm back with another episode of True or False. Uh, we've got two returning guests and one brand new guest, so I'll get straight into them. Uh, first up, we have Ryan from the Washington podcast. How are you, Ryan? Hello there. How are you doing? Is, uh, I'm all right, mate. Yourself? Yeah, you not too bad. In? I mean, uh, how are you keeping? Yeah, not too bad. So we were discussing before. I got a bit of a cold. Um, just you know, I will get through this. Just in case everyone's worrying right now, but yeah, we'll. Uh, I was worried. We'll manage. For a yeah, I'm sure you yeah. were. I mean, yeah, I was. I, I was concerned. <laughs> I mean, we were discussing it before. Um, division leading Washington. Good start to the season. Exactly. Um, the first game was very good. Um, it's looking like that could be the highlight. I mean, at least you had one. That's uh. I mean, it's better, better than last year, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you've got to take Old these things for it. Um, well, I think we've got three division-leading teams. So, I mean, we'll go to James from the uh, Packers podcast. How, how are you doing, James? Yeah, not too bad. Obviously, pretty happy after Sunday night football. Uh, cracky performance from Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. So, no, pretty pretty buzzing with how the season's going thus far. Yeah, another big win. Another uh, good performance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was uh, pretty concerned going into the week. We've got a pretty terrible record in New Orleans uh, in recent seasons to go there and get the win. Is yeah, it was really, really good. And uh, how are you going to cope with that fearsome Falcons defense this Sunday? Classic trap game, though, isn't it? We've scored <laughs> yeah. the most points in the league. That they've conceded the most points in the league. Everything says easy win. Just it's got a classic bat written all over it, similar that's, to the Eagles game from last season. That somehow held you to 10 points or something. Yeah, somehow, like, play unbelievably, or they come back <laughs> and beat us. <laughs> yeah, just to uh, really turn it around. Um, uh, well, and finally, from our Seahawks podcast, we've got Alan. How are you, Alan? Good evening, guys. How are you doing today? You okay? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, I mean, another, another team with a good start. I mean, you did beat my Patriots last week, so, you know, disappointing, but... Feels good. I mean, we'll always have, always have that Super Bowl over you, though, won't we? So, uh, <laughs> that's all that really matters. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's a good start for you, isn't it? And, uh, I mean, Wilson's looking great, isn't he? Best quarterback in the NFL, but we're not ready for that conversation yet. That, that <laughs> We'll have that week 17. Well, weirdly, I had that question lined up, but I try and not put too many uh, questions in about the uh, teams of the people that are coming on, because, I mean, I figure you'd speak about it on your own podcast. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the Russell Wilson question was going to come up until you were on there on it so uh sorry about that <laughs> that's fine that's um, fine for those of you who haven't listened before i'll quickly run through what we're going to do um so i'll give everyone a statement that to tell me whether it's true or false and uh why and then uh we'll have one final question that nobody has prepared for um nobody knows what they are other than me and uh yeah that one they have to say it is true because um so yeah maybe something they don't necessarily believe in but i think so far all the people have believed completely in their statements and it's been uh, completely fine. So, I mean, we'll get to them later. But um, first up, we have number one. That is, the Bills are a Super Bowl contender. Um, James, take us away. Yeah, so I've, I've gone with True uh, for this week. I think that this performance that they put out this week against the Rams, who have also started the season looking good so far this season, I was sort of thinking the Rams would go in there uh, and win quite easily. I just didn't think the Bills would, would be able to handle them both from an offence and defence sort of point of view. Um, that turned out to be obviously quite incorrect. The Bills jumped out to the 28-3 lead. Um, 
And obviously the Rams came surging back and, and almost took the game, but uh, Josh Allen somehow managed to uh, pull the game back late and obviously steal the win with 14 seconds left. Um, I mean, the main difference this season, I think, comparatively to the last season, obviously they did make the playoffs last season, I think. Josh Allen's performance has, has improved drastically. I was looking at a few of the stats before coming on the, on the podcast and the completion percent is for the, the prior two seasons uh, as the starter, that he'd averaged sort of 55.8% over the first three games this season. He's improved that to, to 71.1%, which is no small feat. Um, and he's currently sort of passed 10 touchdowns and only one interception. Um, last season over the entire in-game slate, he only passed for 20 touchdowns. So his form has really notably improved uh, and he's such a difficult back to prepare for uh, with the team just because of his physicality and size. I don't know if any of the other guys caught the game this week, but he actually was uh, penalised twice, once for a face mask. See very often a quarterback uh, <laughs> fending off the, the pass rush and then rip, ripping them down with their, by the face mask. But he's just that beat. So hard to, to defend against. With They brought uh, Stefan Diggs in, who's also looking really good and up to this point he's averaging sort of 96 yards a game they've had a yeah a pretty pretty hot start and I think that what was so strong in seasons gone by in particular last season was their defense which actually hasn't looked all that good thus far if that can start firing and, and look anything like the defense that we expected coming into this season coupled with the offense I think they could really really be a strong contender in that pretty stacked um, top of the AFC I mean, they're definitely one of the better teams. Do you think they can take down? I mean, the Chiefs are in pole position right now. Do you think they're the sort of a team that can beat the Chiefs? Do you think they've got the sort of makeup to do that? I mean, from an offensive firepower point of view, you'd have to argue that they've they've got a chance. I mean, thus far this season, they've scored what twenty-seven, thirty-one, and thirty-five points. So that they're, they're scoring points for fun. Obviously, the first two games were against the Jets and doesn't give you too much of a yardstick, but to put 35 points up on a decent Rams team just shows you the sort of firepower they have um, on offense. So you think that the, from a matchup point of view, they could well match up okay against the Chiefs. Obviously, as you saw last night, it really is just about keeping up. Um, and if that defense can sort of pick themselves up, as I say, and sort of start to look a bit better and can put, say, but Holmes under pressure, you think that perhaps have a good chance to, to match with that team, really. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what about you, Ryan? True or false? The uh, Bills are a Super Bowl contender. Uh, I, I would say true as well. I think James there has basically said everything that I was going to say. Um, I think the Bills are the best team in the AFC East. Um, you can obviously do there with the Jets, uh, the Dolphins and the Pats. The Jets are terrible. Um, the Dolphins are... Okay, they've got some pieces. They're okay, but they're they're a top 10 pick team in the draft next year. And the Pats, who knows what the Pats are going to be like. They've lost a couple of their major, major players in Brady and Edelman. Um, no, Edelman. Um, they've lost Brady and Gronk's gone to Bucks as well. Um, who knows what they're going to be. Um, so, I can see well, they're going to win that division easily, I think. And once they're in the playoffs... I believe anything can happen. Um, they've got, the, as you said, they've got the Chiefs. I think they could 
beat them on their day. It could beat the Chiefs. It's not at this world. All it needs is the Chiefs to have an off day. Um, it's it's completely possible. Um, Josh Allen looks great this year compared to previous years. Um, he's finally been given the weapons that he needs, as James mentioned, Stephen Diggs. It looks like a brilliant, brilliant trade that they've made to get Stefan Dixie. He's working. It looks like he's the final piece that that team needed. And they've got some great other weapons in wide receivers. Um, Cole Beasley, John Brown, um, and Moss is a great running back. Um, and also, I think they've got a better day that better defense than they get credit for. I think. Um, so yeah, I believe it's true. I think. Could easily win that win that division and could go through to the playoffs. Now there's also there's seven teams in that. They're going to be one of the top seven teams, I think, in the AFC. Easy. So I don't think it's to the playoffs. Yeah, why not? Super nice. Bowl. Get feels. Nice. Um, Alan, are you making it uh, a full house or are you uh, going against the other two here? I'm going to go against the grain and go false. In my opinion, there's three better teams in the AFC. And that's the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Patriots. Um, I know that that's, that makes you happy, Dave, to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, if, if we were giving out wins here, you have won the episode, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, uh, Belichick and Cam Newton's unfair for the AFC East. That That's just the way I'm, I, I look at it. The Chiefs are the Chiefs, and I think Baltimore's just a better rounded team at the moment. Um, I think it's still a year too early for the Bills. I'm not saying they won't be competitive if they get into the playoffs, um, but I think we may see like a Kansas City type thing with Mahomes when he was first year, when he was, you know, first year as a starter, where it takes them a year or two to figure it out to get to that Super Bowl. And then next year, I think there'll be a much bigger threat because Josh Allen looks really impressive. Stefan Diggs, I think most people knew he's a top 10 receiver. That defense is legit. Sean McDermott's a really good coach, but I still have this feeling it's a year too early for him. But that's not a bad thing in any stretch of the imagination. You'd rather be a year too early than not be there or pushing towards that limit. Could they get there if they get hot? Sure. But I still don't see them beating any of them three teams in a playoff game. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, is it going to be tough for them to win sort of four in a row in the playoffs, assuming they can't get their number one seed? Precisely, precisely. That's the way I look at it because I don't think they'll win the AFC East. I think New England will somehow manage to do that with the body that used to be Julian Edelman as the top wide receiver. He he lit up my Seattle Seahawks, so I've seen firsthand. Cam Newton looks really, really good. And the defence, while it is missing pieces, Bill Belichick's just... He's, he's the best coach in the NFL. In my opinion, the best coach ever. So that always creates an advantage for teams. Yeah, definitely. So, well, two to one on that one. Um, we'll move on to question number two. Um, Drew Brees is a top 10 quarterback. And uh, just to clarify, this is a current top 10 quarterback, not all time or anything like that. Um, Ryan, you want to go first on this one? Drew Brees, top 10 quarterback? No. Um, I'll put it bluntly. Um, Father Time has finally caught up with Mr. Brees. Um It'll always be remembered as a very good quarterback, a very, very good quarterback, and rightly so. But his arm's gone, I think. He can't 
get the deep ball anymore. And as soon as teams figure out that you can't throw it 30, 30 yards down the field, they, they push up and move up and close down the space for the short throws. Um, I'm just having a look. Uh, PFF have got him ranked down as the 14th best quarterback with his stats so far this year. Um, so that, that another thing to say that he's not top 10. Um, if he didn't have the weapons that he's got, Michael Thomas, I know he's been out the last game or so, but if he didn't have Thomas and Alvin Kamara, he wouldn't be nowhere near the top, but they'd be looking at changing already to Taysom Hill or is it Mariota? Not Mariota, uh, James Winston. They've got his back up now, haven't they? But yeah, I think that's false. I think he's, he's not there now. He was um, a couple of years back. He was definitely in the top five, but no, not now. Just uh, dropped off a bit too far now. Yeah, he's been far too long, far too old in the tooth now to be... I know Mr. Brady has been doing it for years and years, but it's different, different skill sets. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Alan, what about you? Is Drew Brees still a top 10 quarterback? Yes, but slightly. Um, and that's only because I think there's a lack of good quarterback play in the NFL, not because of Drew Brees being uh, very good still. Um He's lost the accuracy in, in his arm, which is the most important thing because obviously he's going to lose his strength eventually and we've seen that. Um, but there's just some part of me that once he realises he no longer has that arm strength, he'll recalibrate and his accuracy will get better, especially in the intermediate throws. Um, so I'd still have him there slightly, but hanging on by a thread. But yeah... I can't name 10 quarterbacks better than Drew Brees still, which is more an indictment on the rest of the quarterbacks of the NFL and not a glowing representation of Drew Brees himself. We did a a similar sort of question for Kyler Murray last week, and that's sort of my conclusion that, I mean, past the top four, there's not not really too many, and you could sort of put all them after them in uh, any order, couldn't you, really? Precisely, yeah. In my opinion, there's six, and after that six, it's a big cut-off point. It really is. Yeah, um, James, what about you? Drew Brees, is he still a top-ten quarterback? Uh, I don't believe he is uh, any longer. Um, in similar fashion to, to, to Ryan, I just think that just from the eye test at this point in time, he just doesn't look like he has it. I mean, obviously, I watched the game on Sunday very closely, obviously with my Packers hat on, but every time he sort of threatened to throw the ball deep, he seemed to, to then sort of pull it down and then invariably throw it to, to Kamara. I mean, his box score from, from the game on, on Sunday, it looks like he had a pretty good game. It was like 29 of 36, 288 yards and three touchdowns with no picks. You think, wow, old Drew Brees is back. But those stats reality very very misleading I mean 52 yards of those came from the play which I'm sure everyone's seen a few times since uh, the game with Kamara uh, tackled what should have been tackled for a four yard loss by Will Redmond but uh, he missed him and then a subsequent five other players decided to to get how to tackle completely so back off those 52 yards and you really start to see that he wasn't throwing the ball sort of particularly far throughout throughout the evening Coupled with the fact that um, his average target this season is, is by far and away the lowest within the league. 
it's clear that he just doesn't have the confidence in his, his arm to, to make those deep throws that obviously he made so successfully for such a long period of time um, throughout his career. So I think that once you stop, you lose that trust in your arm and you, you won't let go of those those balls, those deep shots, your, your, your time is, is numbered, really. And I, I can't really see him playing much faster this season. Let's be honest, this is what most 41-year-old quarterbacks are supposed to look like and history is obviously shown that that's the case. Tom Brady being the very obvious glaring exception. Um, everyone else, when they get to this age, that they do start to, to decline this way. So it's not to say that he's not been a fantastic quarterback through his career, but I think that, yeah, part of the time remains undefeated unless you're Tom Brady. I mean, do you think the Saints can still win a quarterback? Uh, sorry, win a Super Bowl with him at quarterback? Or is this, are these just too much of a problem now? I think that they still can be successful. The reason being is that team on the whole is, is stacked. I don't think they're playing their best football up to this point, but the team, if you look across the, the board and the players they have on the defence and offence, when Michael Thomas comes back into the mix, they certainly can be successful. Um, obviously, the, they seem to have had a bit of a, of a hoodoo over the, in the playoffs over the course of the last few seasons with some brief losses but to get there they've, they've had some consistently good records and I would expect that they would be up there again this season and challenging once more when it gets to the business end of the season so I, I do still think that they can win with him in quarterback but I think it's going to be more in spite of him as opposed to winning because of him uh, as it would have been in years gone by. yeah fair enough um, well, we'll move on to uh, number three, um, and that is at least one of the winless teams will make the playoffs. Uh, Alan, why don't you take us away on this one? Yeah, I think the Texans will, um, to be honest. Um, I'm a huge fan of Deshaun Watson. I think he's part of the top five, six quarterbacks in the league that are actually uh, really, really good. Um, not at the level of Wilson and Mahomes, but in that next group down with uh, Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, um, that, that ilk, um, Josh Allen, if he continues to play this way. Um, and yeah, they, they I don't know how, why they upset the scheduling gods so much to have the Chiefs, the Ravens and the Steelers in the first three games. So that makes it look a lot worse than what it is. Um, but I think in with the rest of their schedule easing up, I think they'll be fine and I think they'll make the playoffs. Nice. Um... Ryan, what about you? Any of these winless teams are uh, going to make it in? I have to echo pretty much exactly what was just said. I think the Texans have, have got the... Look at the, the schedules and now I think that they've got the best chance out of the, out of the win, winless teams to make the playoffs. Um, yeah, looking at the first three games, the Chiefs, Ravens and the Steelers, you can't ask for a tougher three opening games, really. Um just looking through the rest of their schedule, they've got the Packers and the Titans twice. So that you could see them losing them games, but the rest of them are completely winnable. Can't, you know, it wouldn't be a surprise to see them finish the season nine and seven, and again with the seventh spot available, that could see them sneak into the playoffs. Once they're there, they've got a as you say, they've got a. Top six, top um, top ten quarterback, easy Deshaun Watson. Um, although they traded away their best weapon in Hopkins, um, Will Fuller is a decent enough um, option to have. Uh, he's not on the same level. I don't think many are, 
but he's a, a he's a decent enough player to have as the number one. And they've got a they're running game now. They've got uh, David Johnson or by Johnson's brothers, I should say, and Duke and David. Um, very good defence. Uh, any defence with JJ Watt in can't be half bad. Um, so yeah, I think the Texans uh, have got the best shot out of the winless teams at the moment. So uh, two votes for Texans there. Uh, James, what about you? Any of these teams making it in, or are they all done for? Uh, I think that one of them will sneak in. Um, I actually think that of all the teams, the most likely at this present moment is, is the Eagles. Um, obviously, with seven teams, as, as mentioned, uh, making the playoffs this season, it does change the sort of mathematics that, that usually you see. Um, I mean, for example, the, the Steelers last season, they started 0-3, and, and had there been seven teams, they would have qualified from, from the AFC with an 8-8 eight and eight record. So it, it just shows that the likelihood of it happening... It, is much more likely now there is seven teams. Obviously, the NFC East is absolutely rotten um, this season, as it well, was pretty bad last season as well. Um, the Eagles are only currently half a game outside of the lead for the division. So they really still have everything to play for, and it's very much in their hands, just given the ineptitude of that division. So I think that they're, they're still very much in with a shout. Uh, Wentz has shown... Over the last few years, he is a good quarterback. He's having a, a pretty terrible season. There's no, up to this point, there's no doubt about that. But even in the drive late uh, in the game on Sunday, he, he showed that he can put that team on his back and and, and play fairly well. Obviously, you don't want to, the less spoken about overtime, the better. But um, he's still, I'd say, a, a very good quarterback. And I would expect them to, to start to turn the corner in the non-too-distant future, given how bad of a division that is. They've got to have a chance. The other teams that, yeah, the other guys obviously mentioned the Texans and can't really overlook them given the teams they've played thus far. Uh, and then the other side, I'd say that they still have a remote chance probably is, is the Vikings just because they actually looked relatively okay on, on Sunday. They looked like things were starting to click into gear from an offensive perspective um, and then obviously screwed it up late, which was much to my amusement. But um, yeah, I think they still have a, a good few pieces that make a late late surge yeah uh seventh spot definitely brings a few more teams in doesn't it um number four then uh the final question that you'll know about um the browns they uh i mean they got the first winning record in 58 years was it something like that i forget what the actual step was but something like that um the browns will finish with a winning record this season uh ryan what are you saying true or false uh false i've gone for this one um i just i don't rate the Browns at all. They've got some decent weapons um, with Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper. Uh, they've got Miles Garrett, who's a decent, decent. Uh, I think he was number two pick, wasn't he? Overall, um, he's a decent uh, defensive end. But I, I don't like Mayfield as a quarterback. Um, I don't think their offensive line is up to much. Um, yeah, they've got their two and one at the moment, but just having a look through, um, they lost to the Ravens that you'd expect, and they've beaten the Bengals and Washington, which you'd expect as well. So they're not doing anything at the moment that would surprise anyone. Looking through, they've got the Cowboys, uh, they've got Steelers, uh, Raiders, Texans, uh, Jaguars. I don't see them as Steelers a couple of times. 
I don't see them getting eight wins from that lot. I really don't. So, yeah, I'd have to say, folks, I don't see them being all over 50% for this season. Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. Uh, James, what about you? True or false? Uh, I disagree. I think that the Browns will finish a record this season. Um, I think that, obviously, they got blown out in, in week one. Uh, and then they've won two games that, you, as you mentioned, they, they should. Well, you'd expect them to win, but they have a pretty easy schedule um, this season from a, a schedule perspective. Compare it at the start of the season, it was, I think it was the third easiest based on last season's record. Uh, and just going through the schedule, I think you can see that they, they, they play the NFC East. So that's always going to be pretty helpful. Um, and they've still got games against Bengals, Jags, Giants, Jets on the schedule. So realistically, you'd expect them to take care of business, I think, with those four games, which two were taking six. So they only need to then find an additional three wins to get that nine and second, seven record and, and likely a playoff berth in, in reality. So I think that but a, a very good chance given that that schedule. I also think that with sort of Chubb and Hunt, they've probably got the best one-two punch in the league at running back. Uh, both of them well on course for sort of thousand-yard seasons up to this point. And I think that as the the weather starts to turn towards the back end of the season, uh, and they can really sort of lean on that ground game, then I think that they, they say they have a very good chance to to close out a lot of games if they can get get into the league. Um, obviously, Baker Mayfield still very much hot and cold. Uh, it looked okay in week two, but again, week three, not too much. But I think they can, if they can get enough out of him um, alongside the, those guys and perhaps a little bit more from OBJ, um, the defence looks okay and Garrett's looking unbelievable thus far. I think they've got enough to get to about nine and seven. Nice. Um, Alan, what about you? You can settle it for us. Uh, the Browns will finish with a winning record this season. Yeah, they will, in my opinion. Um, just coming from the fact that I think Miles Garrett's the best pass rusher in the NFL. Um, they're very good defensively. Baker's looked better than he has not. Um, most of his throws have been really, really good. Um, he seems quite poised barring that first game. Um, Odell Beckham is phenomenal. Um, I know he, he has his detractors, but I think he's still magnificent. Jarvis Landry is probably outside of DK Metcalf, the best number two in the NFL. Um, Austin Hooper, Harrison Bryant has been a real big surprise for him. He's been really, really good. Um, yeah, and like James said, they have a really easy schedule. So I, I see them winning seven out of the next 13 games to get to at least nine and seven. Like That's my biggest take from it. Yeah, I mean... Often, uh, probably sums up my thoughts on it as well. Yeah, I think they uh, probably will do it this season, which, uh, yeah, been a while, hasn't it? Um, well, that brings us to the end of our uh, prepared questions for you. Um, next up, we have one question for each of you. Um, you have to say it is true because, and then explain to me why. So, um, I mean, I'll leave you to last, Alan, as you haven't uh, done this before, but I'll uh, start with James. Um, James from our Packers podcast, Shuffle the Pack. Um, so your statement is, I really believe in Mike Zimmer and what the Vikings are building, so much so that I want to jump ship and join the Vikings podcast. <laughs> yeah, so it's um, obviously they've had a, a pretty torrid start to the season. Obviously, Vikings are very unlucky uh, against the time to not pull out, pull out the win. But you can, you can see that, that they're making a bit of progress. 
So this this could be their year. Obviously, they they got a lot of pieces, a lot of experience. They've been to the playoffs a fair few times uh, over the course of the last few seasons. Uh, and you think that this year, you know, it's been a rough start, but they're going to start to turn things around and uh, they really start to, to stack some wins. Uh, they've got some some pretty easy games coming up. Packers, I believe, in, in week eight. Should be able to win that one fairly easily and make a run for that NFC North crown. So I don't see any reason why I wouldn't be looking to, to, to follow the Vikings at this point. Nice. Good answer. Uh, Ryan, so everyone's sort of basically complained that you had it easy last time. Um, I, mean, I, don't I, think I hate when I had to defend the Washington guys 16 and 0. I mean, yeah, but you know, what can you do? <laughs> so, I mean, you're on this time. So, I'm already sick of Ron Rivera. Washington need to get on, Washington need to get on the phone to Jason Garrett before he is snapped up by another team. God. Um, so, yeah, they need to get rid of Ron Rivera because what's he done, really? What, what, what's, he, what's, what's his track record? Like, okay, he's got the Carolina Panthers to the Super Bowl. Did he win it? Did he, did he heck? You know, he, he's a defensive coach. It's not what the league isn't trending that way. It's going offence. Now, Jason Garrett is known, he was at the Cowboys for so long. Um, he, he made the Cowboys interesting to watch and to root for. America's team, you know, let's get him in. Let's, let's get the fan base up and excited about the new, the new man in, the, in Washington. Um, yeah, I, I, I just totally had enough of Ron already. It's been, what's he done? We're, we're one and two, you know, old nose. Time to you go. Know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. Good answer. So, Alan, I mean... I reckon you can work out where this one is going, uh, the rough area. But um, So you're one. It's true because Russell Wilson is good, but I'll never consider him great after he single-handedly lost the Super Bowl against the Patriots. <laughs> uh, shout out to Ricardo Lockett, wherever he is right now. Uh, false. <laughs> Oh, that, that, I think that's the worst. I think I think that's the worst question you could have given me because I'll never say anything bad about Russell Wilson ever <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Got to. He, he threw it away. Oh, he didn't. Pete Carroll did. But, <laughs> <laughs> but but in all seriousness, um, yeah, he's he's just too good. He's too Hall of Fame level for me to even say he's not great. Wow. Wow. I mean, I've taken your win away from earlier in the uh, podcast, you know. But um, <laughs> uh, that's fine. It's, it, it, it's close enough, I suppose. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> that brings us to the end of another True or False. Sorry, my voice is going a little bit now. Um, where can people find you, James? Yeah, so they can find me on Twitter. It's at James Waggy um, is the handle for myself. And um, that'll be tweeting about uh, Forrest and, and the Packers and, and how they both get on very fortunes thus far um, and the podcast channel is at Shuffle uh, at Shuffle Pack nice. and uh, Ryan where can people find you uh, again I am on Twitter um, my personal one is at Ryan Tompkins 1982 and I am half of the Washington football team podcast uh, we are at WFT UK on Twitter so if you're interested in the Redskins, 
get on that. Nice. And uh, Alan, finally, where can people find you? At Alan Ramage zero three, um, you will see that my timeline will mostly be about the Lakers um, in the next few days. But that's only because I also do a Lakers podcast, and it's the NBA Finals. I mean, only so another week, that, or so, isn't there? Winning in four, <laughs> two weeks. No, I, I I give Miami too much respect for that. Okay. <laughs> Lakers in five. Lakers in five. Gentlemen sweep. Um, but yeah. <laughs> you'll catch me on the Seahawks Podcast UK, hopefully another great guest on. I had Michael Sean Dugar from The Athletic on last week. Really great chat with him. Um, yeah, so keep keep posted. Hopefully some more great Seahawks guests coming your way. Yeah, you've had some uh, really good guests already, haven't you? Yes, indeed. I've been very blessed with that. been very happy with the guests I've had on so far. Nice. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you can find all the podcasts they are on uh, Channel 12. Search uh, for that on anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you'll uh, find that. So yeah, that uh, brings us to the end. So thank you all very much for coming on. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, great to have James and Ryan back on and Alan for the first time. And uh, Thank you for having me on. You're all welcome back. Well, until next time, uh, we'll see you later. 